Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Good morning. This is Morning Shot. I'm Lin Lee. The welfare of special needs caregivers has come under the spotlight recently after a father was sentenced for killing his twin sons, both of whom were diagnosed with autism. Research has shown that caregivers of those with special needs face greater stress and are more likely to suffer from mental health challenges. And while society is opening up to people with special needs, experts say more can be done to ensure caregivers receive enough support. For more insights, I'm joined by Dr. Lim Hongkui, CEO and founder of Caring SG, a caregiver-led initiative for special needs caregivers and the community. She's also a developmental and behavioral pediatrician. Good morning, Dr. Lim. Welcome to the studio. Hi, good morning. Now, let's talk about your experience. You're a mother of three, and we understand that two of them have autism. Yes. So you are experiencing the issues that most caregivers go through, right? So Mm -hmm. can we get your first-hand account of what you face when it comes to public understanding of autism? Has it significantly improved over the years? Actually, it has improved over the years. Uh, My eldest daughter is already 20 years old and the youngest is 13. So I have 20 years of parenting. When it first started, it was really a lonely journey. Um, Nobody can really kind of be with me to understand how I feel, even my own uh, spouse, Mm. because we all look at disability differently with our different values and beliefs and backgrounds. So it's a really lonely journey. Uh, But over the years, you know, nowadays you see a lot of movies, shows. um, There's a Chinese show, Your World in Mine, and then there is this Korean show, Extraordinary Attorney Law. So um, even previously, there are a lot of shows. They, They actually give you some glimpse of what it's like to deal with people with autism and children with autism. So um, I find public more aware and they're more willing to help. So that is really great. Yeah. Okay. But do you think they're more accepting? I think no matter how it is, if they have not encountered anyone with autism, it is quite jarring mm. um, at first. But with an open mind... I think a lot more of them are more willing to help. Mm -hmm. So I think it has improved, but certainly there can be room for improvement. Delving deeper into that, are there common misconceptions you sometimes hear about people with special needs? Yes, um, the first thing is stereotype. Sometimes all these movies is good, but Mm -hmm. people always think that autism people cannot talk or they have weird behaviours all the time. Or the other way, you know, they'll go to the other extreme that they could be super genius, you know fantastic Mm -hmm. with memory and art and music but autism is actually a spectrum and Mm. there is a huge variation in terms of their ability to talk ability to interact and ability to learn and be independent so i think basically if you see one person with autism you really have to put yourself to be a friend of the person Mm. and try to understand the person as a unique person with unique abilities or challenges and walk alongside the person So what are some of the daily considerations when it comes to caregiving for people with special needs, be it children or adults? I have to say that as a caregiver, I never rest. Mm. We never rest. Even when we sleep, we worry about our children. So the first thing, even the moment you wake up in the morning is, you know, is he or she able to wake up normally? Mm. Sometimes they have tantrums, right? They can't wake up, they... So early morning is already a struggle. Can't get them to brush their teeth or eat their breakfast. They may have very specific dietary uh, 
you know, certain fear or certain challenges or mm-hmm. difficulties. So they can't eat normally sometimes, especially prepare food. And then how to even get them to dress up or put on their shoes and to go onto the school bus, go to school. When they're in school, you still worry that you'll get a phone call from school. Mm. <laughs> and when you pick them up, they may be tantruming. So it goes on the whole day, you know, mm. until the time even they fall asleep, they may have difficulty falling asleep and they wake mm. up at night. So, so you can imagine the whole caregiver's life is really mm. quite disrupted. But caregivers love their children. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always say that if I can give something of my life to help my kid to have a better life, mm. I would. So for yourself, what were some of the agonizing choices that you had to make when your children were younger? Um, I think that the most difficult choice I have was to make the decision to seek help, um, to get them diagnosed mm-hmm. with, you know, a diagnosis so that they can get the support mm-hmm. and the understanding that they mm-hmm. need from the teachers, from the community, from the parents, and also grandparents and the family. So, mm-hmm. so sending them for diagnosis is, is really tough. And mm-hmm. even after getting a diagnosis, there's a relief but yet there is pain and worry. Mm-hmm. So that was this really tough emotional journey. And the other difficulty is really giving up my job. Mm. I think more than 50% of uh, caregivers will take a step back from their career, uh, either cut back to part-time or, or even give up their main profession mm-hmm. to be able to have more time and buffer to help their children. So I think that is the real difficulty, yeah. People you work with, like the, the caregivers, mm. um, are there a big community of them whom you work with? Oh, yes, yes. Um, Caring as she was started about three years back mm-hmm. in the fire of the COVID pandemic because right. um, it was really during the pandemic that caregivers realised that we have to reach out to each other and support each other. Oh. So uh, now we have more than 3,000 uh, caregivers in our community and um, more than 4,000 members, which mm. means there are another 1,000 people who are actually caring for us. And, mm-hmm. and willing to support and volunteer and help us. So it's really a very heartwarming and encouraging community. So you work a lot with them and, and you know, you've gone through it yourself. What is the constant thing that you hear from them? What is the most ch- challenging part of being a special needs caregiver? The first word that comes to my mind is worry. We worry and because we don't know what is ahead for our children. Uh, we know there are schemes, there are support available, but... A lot of it is still, we are not sure, right? Mm. There's a lot of figuring out uh, what is, like I mentioned earlier on, every child is different. So we have to figure out what really works for our kid and what system or what structure, what kind of services will work Mm. for our kid. Mm -hmm. So that's that's really the part. As a mother, I I understand where you're coming from when you talk about worry, excessive worry, (laughs) to be very specific. So personally, do you think um, you can share some tips with fellow caregivers on methods of coping with caregiver burnout? Yes, I think the first thing is really be humble and not be afraid Mm -hmm. to ask for help. There are a lot of services out there. Um, Carrie Aishi has started um, services to help caregivers to find support groups. Mm-hmm. We have care buddy programs where we match um, trained caregiver volunteers mm-hmm. to buddy another maybe newer or younger st- mm-hmm. struggling caregivers. We also have key workers, uh, which are professionals trained to uh, provide you know trauma informed kind of um, emotional support, mm-hmm. as well as service coordination for caregivers. So. Reach out and ask for help. There's also, you know, SG Enable that has lots of services and schemes, financial support, future care planning. So just reach out for help and ask for help. 
And secondly is be kind to yourself. Mm. Um, we worry a lot and so we always beat ourselves up. Mm. Have I done enough? Yeah. Have I, what else have I not tried? Mm-hmm. So um, be kind to yourself, look into self-care, look into your ma- marriage relationship mm-hmm. uh, because the best gift you can give to your child is a happy family, right? And then um, certainly don't go on a guilt trip. Mm. And the last thing is really don't give up. Okay. Dr. Lim, I, I wanted to stop you there because you mentioned reach out and ask for help. What if they're so, you know, into what they're doing, caring for mm-hmm. their loved ones or, mm-hmm. or, or for people with autism or special needs, they don't actually realise that they need the help. So yes. what kind of signs should they look out for? Sure, yes, yes. So you really, as a caregiver, we must have very frequent check-in to yourself. Mm-hmm. So I call it like internal thermometer. You know, if you feel that you are tired all the time, you have lost interest in what used to makes you happy mm. and you don't feel like talking to anyone, you lose sleep, you have body aches, headaches here and there everywhere. These are signs that you're getting burnout. And if that happens, you need to take a step back and say, okay, go for a break. And when you go for a break, get your family members to help you arrange for time regularly to give yourself break. In fact, mm-hmm. that will be best. If you take care of yourself, then then, then you can go longer, right? Yeah. Okay. Is Caring SG doing anything to encourage caregivers to voice out their concerns within a safe space? Of course, yeah. So we have monthly webinars where we allow caregivers to, experienced caregivers to share their lived perspective. So um, that is where, and on the online platform, you know, caregivers can raise questions and share their their views. Um, we certainly are in a lot of communications, like, you mm-hmm. know, things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this radio talk this morning, that we can reach out to other caregivers and, and let them know that we are here. And if they have concerns, we come together and we find solutions together with mm. various community partners. There's also the Alliance for Action for Caregivers of Persons with Disability, where Caring SG is one of the leading agency piloting mm. the Project mm. 3i. Mm. So um, do look into the various information on the websites about this. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for what you do, Dr. Thank Lim. You. Thank you so much for all that you do. We've been speaking to Dr. Lim Honghui, CEO and founder of Caring SG. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.